Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every day, just about 13 minutes long. But that little bit of time, first we can work that into our busy schedules on the way to work and the way home from work, maybe taking a break from work or from the chores around the house. But that little bit of time in God's Word keeps us focused on our relationship with God. And it helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life who need to turn their thinking and their focus in life around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but that would be a great blessing for you as well. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, who's really missing out? You see, people living sinful lifestyles, living in worldliness on a consistent basis, a lot of them, they think that the faithful, dedicated Christian is missing out. They look at people living the good life in Christ as missing out on fun, excitement, satisfaction, fulfillment. But it's really just the opposite. The ones who are walking in faithfulness to God through Jesus Christ are the ones living the best life, the most fulfilling life, the one with the greatest joy and peace. And the ones living in sin are simply deluding themselves. They have bought into the lie that the devil has convinced them of that sin is the way to go. Sin is fulfilling. And so they've taken up that lifestyle. So they're practicing all kinds of ungodly practices. They're, pra- they're practicing all kinds of sinful uh, lifestyles and, and, and practices They're, you know, hopping from bed to bed with different men or women. They're getting drunk. They're taking illicit drugs. They're doing things that inside, deep down, they know are wrong. They know those things are are wrong and ultimately self-destructive, but they've bought into the lie. And so they think, oh, this is fun. We're having great time and this is fulfilling, but they're putting themselves in jeopardy now at the moment, but also they're putting themselves in eternal jeopardy. They're the ones missing out, not the faithful, dedicated, consistent Christian. We've talked about that. A sinner. What are some of the ways that sinners are missing out? Well, we said the sinner is without Christ. The person living a a sinful lifestyle is not walking with God in Christ. So they're without their shepherd. They're without their savior. They're without their, the captain of their, of their salvation because Jesus is all of those things. The sinner is also without citizenship in God's kingdom. Have you ever thought about that? Now, Americans believe that we are, and, and I guess I should rephrase that because there are a lot of Americans who really don't seem to like our country very much don't seem to like our culture much. They are criticizing America on an ongoing basis. 
But most of us believe that we are citizens of probably the greatest country on earth. Now, the greatest country on earth, you might ask yourself, upon what basis do you identify us as such, and do you qualify us as such? But, but we're, we're thankful to be citizens of the United States. Now, national citizenship is limited, though, to political rights and freedoms based upon the laws and governance of that particular nation, and that's the case with our country as well. Each earthly citizen really needs dual citizenship because so many people, they focus as in terms of citizenship only upon being citizens of their country, the nation in which they live, into which they were born or into which they have become naturalized. But really, every earthly citizen needs to also have a dual citizenship, one that even surpasses the citizenship of their nation on a physical and political basis, and that dual citizenship is to be spiritual. Spiritual. A heavenly citizenship. Sinners are aliens from the citizenship that God offers us through Jesus Christ as being a part of his kingdom. And when we look at Ephesians chapter 4, actually, let's begin with Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. Notice what the Apostle Paul wrote. And raised up together and made us together in the heavenly places, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Okay? Those who are in Christ, faithful in Christ, are living together, and there's, there's that identity of being all of us in Christ. We are, if we took time to read Romans chapter 8 and Galatians chapter 6, we could see that, that we're talking about being in the family of God, and he adopts those who become Christians, who are baptized into Christ, who come to salvation in Christ into his family as his sons and daughters. And so we have a relationship together. We sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Now let's move a little bit further in that second chapter of Ephesians and look at verse 19. And here Paul goes on and he says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. There are members of the Lord's church in virtually every country on earth. We do not all speak the same language as far as the language of our nation is concerned, but, and we also don't all partake of the same culture because different nations have different cultures. We may not eat the same kind of food on a common basis, because that's different oftentimes between countries. But Paul says, at the same time, we're not really strangers in the ultimate sense. We may not know each other. We may not have, always, we may, may not have ever met a lot of us between, you know, our, our, our different identities and our different lives in different countries, but at the same time, we do know each other as Christians. We do know each other as members of the household of God. And Paul says, we're not 
we may be foreigners in the sense of national boundaries that divide nations, but we're not foreigners and strangers in spirit, in our spiritual lives, our spiritual identity, because we're all, as Paul puts it here, fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We're all part of the same family. We're all part of the same family. But people who are living outside of Christ in lifestyles of sin, they're not, in, they're not part of that family. They're not, they're not fellow citizens with the saints. They're not part of the household of God until they have been forgiven through the blood of Christ as they were baptized into him for the remission of their sins. Then they came into Christ. Then they came into salvation. And then God adopted them into his family as his children. In Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, and we look at verse 20, and here the Apostle Paul writes along this line again. He says, for our citizenship, he's writing to Christians here, faithful Christians, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. What a great thought and anticipation that is, that one day in eternity, after our life in this world is over, as a faithful Christian, a faithful follower of Christ, one who is in Christ, having been baptized into him, Romans 6 and verse 3, we shall be transformed from this physical body to a spiritual body, to a spiritual body. And, and how does Paul describe it? One conformed to our Lord's glorious body. So the aging process will have no more effect upon us. The aches and pains, they won't exist anymore. Whatever chronic illness we may have been dealing with for maybe decades, uh, that, that'll be gone. We'll have a new body because we're citizens of the kingdom of God. Interesting, isn't it? And what a great prospect that ought to be for us. We look a little bit further in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. And here the Apostle Paul says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness, that is, from the condemnation of the sinfulness in which we lived before we came to Christ, and conveyed us or translated us or transformed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. As we became Christians, we were brought into the kingdom of God. We were granted a new citizenship, a citizenship in Christ. A Christian citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come. That's our ultimate identity, our ultimate goal, our ultimate home, heaven itself. But you see, a sinner is without that citizenship, without that hope, 
without that promise, without that prospect, as long as they remain in that sinful lifestyle. So who's really missing out? The sinner is without Christ. The sinner is without heavenly citizenship. He's lost in his sin still. Who's missing out? Not the faithful, dedicated, committed Christian, but the sinner is the one who's really missing out. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for offering us citizenship in your kingdom, citizenship in heaven itself through Jesus Christ. Help people to see what a glorious, what a wonderful, marvelous opportunity that is for them if they will come to you in repentance and obedience through Jesus Christ. Help people to come to their senses and to see through the lies of the devil, keeping them lost in sin. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.